All right. Is there anything else before we go on to the national teams? There is not. Let's talk about the national teams, man. Uh, just a few updates on the Singapore side. Um, three of our players, Safan Barudin, Iksan Pandi, and Haris Harun have pulled out from the national team squad and arguably three of our most important players. Safan Barudin is arguably our best centre-back. Haris Harun is arguably our best centre midfielder, best defensive midfielder. Nixon Fandi is arguably our best striker. He's our only out-and-out striker. Um, if you're considering his brother Ilhan Fandi, which I know a lot of people don't really rate as a striker, he's a decent player, probably just not ready yet to make that step up. I don't know why he's been called up. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I think he's a good player. He can be a good player, but I don't think he's ready for that jump up. And I don't think he's natural position as a striker. So, Singapore, the Singapore national team essentially has no natural forward right now. Essentially has no... Uh, has lost its best centre-back, has lost its best defensive midfielder. <sighs> Our hopes so of qualifying <laughs> is very concerning. Our hopes of qualifying have never been great to begin with. They've just become next to impossible right now. Um, that being said, it'll be interesting to see how we play against Palestine on uh, Friday. When is the 4th of June? Friday, I believe. Is it Friday? I think it's Friday. I'm probably sorry, yeah. Yeah, so like, it'd be interesting to see how we how we play against Palestine, who most of the world will probably be supporting right now, and who, against a team who has a lot to play for, uh, if you know what's happening in Palestine right now, in terms of the whole political situation. It'd be interesting to see uh, how Tatsuma lines up uh, his players. He, he's a good coach, a national team head coach. Uh, you know, Tatsuma Yoshida is a good coach, uh, but is he a miracle worker? I don't know. It'll be... It's going to be really hard. It was already going to be really hard against Saudi Arabia and Uzbekistan. It's going to be that much more difficult without Safwan, Haris, and Iksan. I really hope we... we I mean, I, I mentioned this in an article I recently wrote. I, I, don't, I really don't care about the results. I really care more about the fighting spirit. And even if you lose 3-0, if we fight throughout that match, I'll be content as a fan. Because realistically, we are not going to qualify for the World Cup this year. Realistically, we are not going to qualify for the next round, let alone the World Cup. You know, let me just backtrack that a bit. But to put on a fighting performance, you know, after what, one and a half years of zero international fixtures, I think that's very important. We recently drew against Afghanistan uh, in a closed... Uh, Closed doors, behind you know, training match. It wasn't really a, a international friendly. It's just a training match. We drew one one, which is decent, you know. It's up against the Afghanistan team. Yes, they lost to Cambodia. Yes, they lost. Uh, yes, they might not have been uh, the strongest, but a number of players play in Europe, and uh, they're a decent side. All things considered, Afghanistan is a decent side when it comes to South Asia at least. But you're not playing against. Uh, you know the likes of Afghanistan we're going to be playing against some of Middle East uh, some of the Middle East's best you know so uh, it'll be interesting to see man I'm just kind of uh, sad that we're not going to see Harris I'm kind of sad we're not going to see Safwan and we're not going to see Iksan who's been really playing well at uh, in, in the Norwegian second division he's, he's currently uh, the only Singaporean player playing in Europe right now um, and he's playing in Norway's second division. It's been it's been alright, you know, scoring a few goals. Uh, like I said, it's our only natural forward, and 
I don't know. You probably go in, go in with a false nine and abuse the wingers. That's how uh, Tatsuma loves, really loves playing with the wingers, and we have a good number of wingers in the team. So I can only foresee us playing that style. But yeah, that, that's 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 all from the Singapore side, essentially in terms of the national team selection. Um, all bad news. Were they were they allowed to call up players to to replace those, or no? Were they just three lost players? Now they have to move on with what they have. That's that's actually a good question. I I I, I don't know. I don't know whether we called up anyone else to replace Harris. Uh, Iksan, did we call up Hafiz Noor? I think we might have called up Hafiz Noor. I can't recall whether Hafiz Noor was called up to begin with. He might have been. He might have been. Um, but to my understanding at least I don't think we'll be calling up anyone because it's going to be a bit of a uh... COVID has complicated so many things man it's, it's, it's more complicated with COVID if, yeah if it wasn't I guess COVID, they would have to I, yeah they would have to isolate because the game yeah, is exactly. Saudi Arabia aren't they yeah um, I don't think there's any quarantine in Saudi Arabia I'm not too sure about that because the team departed 28 27th May if I'm, uh, if my memory serves me right, we played maybe earlier than that by a few days, like twenty third or twenty fourth. But we played Afghanistan in Dubai on the 29th and you know we are playing, and we just and the team just traveled to Saudi Arabia like a day or two before. They'll be playing their first fixture on Friday, so I don't think that's actually a quarantine. They might be actually having a bubble within a hotel, and basically, you know, the teams are all within that bubble in a certain hotel or something like that, I suppose. Um, I want to believe for a fact that the entire Singapore national team is uh, vaccinated. I think they have to be. If not, they're not allowed to travel. So, um, I'm not too sure. I, I'm really not too sure if they're able to call, uh, to, 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 to sort of uh, get a call up. Oh, sorry, call someone else up to replace the, the missing players in time. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I just hope we don't get whipped like 7-0, 8-0, you know. I remember once upon a time we were whacked 7-0 by Iraq and that was humiliating to say the least. And uh, I don't want a situation like that. I, I, you know, I really want the boys to be putting up a strong fight. You know, playing with their hearts out, uh, knowing that the nation is going to back them. Hopefully, you know, Singaporean fans can be pretty uh, cynical, can be pretty critical of their national team. You know, I think I've told you about this before. I think that stems from our culture of wanting to be the best and only dealing with the best. So that's the reason why you see a lot of Premier League fans here because the the idea, and I know you would disagree with this, that the Premier League is the best league in the world. Is it? Is it the best league in the world? I think so, only because we see so many English teams in the European finals. You know, European, yeah, we lost to Villarreal, but we made, we made the final. And it's an all-English final, okay? So, find me on that, Jack. Find me, you know, I'm joking. Don't find me, right? I don't really believe the Premier League is the best league in the world, but it's the most uh, accessible league, I suppose, because there are a number of uh, world uh, easily. Class. Easily, easily, you know, it's very accessible. Um, yeah, that being said, that's that's uh, yeah, more or less it's, it's rounds up the Singapore side of things. Not much to talk about, I suppose. Uh, but one thing I do want to talk about is um, I heard, or well, rather, you messaged me this earlier, but the French under twenty one team are knocked out of the Euro under twenty one. What's up with that? How? What happened? <sighs> my my disappointment knows no bounds. So. For those who weren't aware, the the under twenty one European Championships, I believe, were supposed to happen last summer, but got pushed back to this summer because of COVID. They sort of staggered it to where the group stage of it was played 
a few months ago. And the knockout stages started now. So France, I believe, won their group or finished second in the group stage. And they advanced to a quarterfinals game against the Netherlands, which was today. And they lost 2-1. Two goals from Azadal Mars Myron Boadou, a name that you'll probably be hearing a lot in transfers very soon. Near the end of the game, knocked the French out of the competition. This wouldn't be as dramatic if France didn't have probably the best roster of any team in the competition. And just to, you know, True. activate my frustration even more, I decided to pull it up in front of me, and I'm going to name off a few of the names. Even with Let's a few go. injury absences, they still had Ilan Melier, who started in goal. Their center backs were Dio Upamecano and Ibrahim Kanate. Their fullbacks a little weaker, but were still very solid players, Colin Dogba and Faitu Mawasa. Uh, midfielders, Usamawar, Maxon Kakaret, Jonathan Kone, Yusuf Fafana, Ariane Chouamini, Roma Fair, Vibwato Kamavinga, Bubakari Sumare. was every midfielder that they can pick from. Their forwards, Am- Amigioi, uh, Arnokami Mwendo, Musa Giabi, and Alton Edward. All the forwards they can pick from. This is a very good team. A very, very good team. A this is a team that should French be, nation. This is a team that should be contending for major youth European honors and there have been French teams in the past that should have been contending for youth European honors and they didn't win it and ultimately this largely falls on the shoulder of the manager Sylvain Rippel who should have been sacked ages ago I wasn't it is very clear to everyone involved that he has no earthly idea what he's doing there's no plan there's no structure there's no style (laughs) There's nothing there. And he's been living on borrowed time for ages now, and he should be sacked. 100%. I don't think they've done it yet. If I was in charge of the French Football Federation, I would have fired him after the match. There's zero reason why he should still be France U- U21 manager. or In France, they call it uh, Francis Bois, the France hopes. Mm, the, the youth team manager, there's no reason he should be there. It's sort of representative of a lot of structural issues that are within the French Football Federation now when it comes to leadership in the senior teams. I mean, you could criticize Deschamps legitimately, but at the end of the day, he did win the World Cup. But you could very seriously criticize Sylvain Ripoll, who is the main uh, youth team manager, and Karen Diakra, who is the women's team manager, who have all failed dramatically and who are all basically living on borrowed time for the last several years. Both of them should be gone. But the reason that they're not is because Noel the Great, who runs the French Football Federation, is just not smart. But this is a massive disappointment. I'm sure that a lot of the players in this team are going to be absolutely fantastic players in the future. Some of them are fantastic players right now. One of them just signed for Liverpool. But it's true. This is another scenario of France failing at the youth level in a time where they shouldn't fail at the youth level because there's entirely way too much talent in this team for them to be failing to this degree. Yeah, it's true. It it is very true. Um, And I guess, what are your thoughts on France's, uh, you know, prospects in the Euros? I like how we call it the 2020 Euros, but we're playing in 2021. Yeah, but then we're playing it in 2021. Right? Uh It's, it's the inner optimist and pessimist in me. The inner optimist says, I think France are going to do very well. I think they might not win it, but I think this is a team that has the potential to win it. I think there are a few issues in the team, specifically in defense, but this is a potential to be 
the most exciting French attacking team since to the early to mid 2000s where you had Zidane and Henri combining up front we have the potential of a Griezmann Benzema and Mbappe front three which is utterly terrifying yeah I think there are some issues with the defense but from midfield forward where it's potentially Kante Pogba Kings of Coman Antoine Griezmann Kylian Mbappe and Kara Benzema is the Maybe the best, if not one of the best, front sit, front sixes. I would say that's six players. Yeah, front sixes mm. of any national team in Europe. That has the potential to be absolutely phenomenal. And then there's the inner pessimist in me. This is France are going out in the group stages because it would just make so much sense. It's been a trend. It's been a it's, trend. Oh. Even after them winning the World Cup and getting to a Euros final in 2016, it, it would not shock me in the slightest if France disappoint again. Because this is all I've seen from France ever since 2006. It's just disappointment after disappointment, despite how much talent are in these teams. And I'm not, I'm still not fully sold on Deschamps being a great actual manager. Maybe it's because I see the prospect of Zindine Zidane becoming France manager. But I'm not entirely certain that Deschamps gets the right team out there and I think there's a few of his idiosyncrasies in his management specifically we've talked about before his obsession with left-footed left-side center backs right-footed right-side center backs the need for certain people to be in the team to create a more of a cohesive unit which is a completely fair concern but it ends up leaving out players like Karen Benzema, like Aymeric Laporte, who could make the team significantly better. It's Who's just those concerns. going to make the Spanish defense significantly better? Oh, I could, I could talk forever about the Spanish national team. If you want me to later, I will. But <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of issues with that national team selection. But um, it's just minor issues like that have me greatly questioning how effective France can be under Deschamps. But it's never not going to be good because the talent pool for this national team is just patently absurd. Right, right, there's just, right. Even when this 2018 generation ages out, there's going to be an entirely new generation of talent who are going to step in and are going to still make France one of the four or five best teams in the world at minimum. So regardless of who's managing, I think France are going to be fine. I don't think France are the favorites to win the Euros, but so who I are think the they'll favorites? probably do fine. Who do you think probably, favorites are? I mean, probably Portugal, right? Like, start thinking True. of a bunch of good Portuguese players off the top of your head. There's a lot of them, right? Yeah, Bruno's been on fire. Most part of the season. Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Ruben Dias, Joao Cancelo, Diego Jota, um, Bernardo Silva, um, Joao Felix, yeah. I think I may have already said. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I probably did. Rafael it, Guerrero. That's yeah, true. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, Pepe's still kicking about, Jose Font. Um, Joel Gedge can do a job. Even, Ooh. like, I don't know if they got if they called up any of the sporting players, but you have players like Joao Paulinha, um, Pedro Benchalj, players like that who can make a significant impact in the team coming off the bench. This is a team that is going to be considered the reigning... The app crashed yep. again. I'm back. This is a team that's going to be considered... Power of life. The, it really is. 
this is the team that's going to be considered the reigning European champions. This is a team that's significantly better than the team that won the Euros in 2016. This is in yeah in 2016. This is probably better than the team that won the Nations League as well. And I don't see how they aren't the favorites, even if they are in supposedly the toughest group. I think you can maybe throw England or Italy into that and maybe Belgium, but I think the favorites are very clearly Portugal. Yeah, now you mention it, right? Portugal are probably going to win it. Or they might not. You know, they might pull up France and then crash out in their group stages. Anything is possible, man. Anything is possible. Anything really is possible. They could get to a final. And what is the most important national team game played by your country in nearly a decade and then lose? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It, it could be coming true. home to England until Gareth Southgate plays seven defenders against the Faroe Islands or something and they somehow get knocked out. <laughs> Yo, I can foresee that as well for some odd reason. It's all. It's not even about getting your tactics right. No, this brings me back. To, uh, this this reminds me so much of why I, I'm so frustrated already, man. It's not even getting. It's not about getting your tactics right from the get go. It's about that thing as the game evolves and the game progresses throughout, right? It's and we don't see anything. <sighs> and it's about not being a coward. I think that's specifically the main qualm I have with Southgate is that England has so much attacking talent in that team. They could like, play a yeah. midfield two of Mason Mount and Phil Foden or Mason Mount and Jack Grealish or someone yeah. like that. And that's utterly terrifying. But knowing Southgate's tendencies, he could play a back five with Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips sitting in front of them. And then just sort of make everyone kick the ball to Harry Kane and just figure it out from there. And that team oh, would God. probably crash and burn. Yeah, right. Even a Declan Rice, Mason Mount kind of sentiment, Phil Perry is a pretty good shot. Or even if he plays like a 4 1 4 1. Yeah, they could play Declan Rice as the only holder. He, Mount he, can do a do little a bit of job. Yeah. And then you can play someone like Foden or, or Grealish or someone that can dribble and take a man on. Yeah. Pair them with Kane up front and Sancho Rashford, Rashford on the wings. Yeah. That's a very scary team. And even if if, if Rashford or Sancho, you know, like they are off form, you, you can bring on Grealish. You can bring on other players to sort of to, to fill up those wing spots. You know, he has depth up front. He just needs to take a risk and, you know... It's, 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 one, it's just one of those things where I'm not going to trust England to win a major tournament until they win a major tournament. Like, I've been fooled so many times. So many it's times, It's just right? not going to happen. I saw Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard, David Beckham, and Paul Scholes all on the same team. And they didn't Michael win Lovin anything. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have... Uh... This England team is very talented, though. I don't think I, I, they they might not be as famous as the golden generation of the early two thousands, late nineties. But, but they'll be they'll be famous very soon. Yeah, I know for sure. Like end of the day, you have some of the world's best talent. You have Rashford, you have Sancho, you have Kane. You know, you have Mason Mount. You know, you have Reese James. You have the one, the only. You know, the wall, bro. Jordan Pickford. That's maybe the Jordan. one position where they have some question marks. Well, Nick Pope, though. I think Nick Pope deserves Nick Pope, Nick Pope's entry. God, oh God. Yeah. Dean Henderson then, man. Yeah. And it's been alright. Okay, alright, okay, alright. Okay, I, and I guess if if, 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 if you want to, I mean, it's a questionable uh, 
position for sure. They don't have uh, kind of a headache. But I know what gave you a real headache was uh, seeing the Spanish team selection, right? Yes, it did. And give me a second to find the actual list of the Spanish team. Here we go. Yes, go. For those who don't know, I'm just going to list all of these off. So, go. goalkeeper, Unai Simón, David De Gea, Robert uh, Sanchez. Uh, defenders, Jose Gaia, Jordi Alba, Pau Torres, Ivan Laporte. Eric Garcia, Diego Llorente, Cesar Azpilicueta, Marcus Llorente, listed as defender, beats me. Uh, midfielder, Sergio Busquets, Rodri, Pedri, Thiago, Koke, Fabian Ruiz, forwards, Daniel Olmo, Mikel Yarthabal, Alvaro Morata, Jared Moreno, Ferran Torres, Adama Traore, and Pablo Sarabia. It is the first time, I believe, in the history of international football that Spain have brought a team to a major tournament that does not contain a Real Madrid player. Because, you know, Sergio Ramos is not in this team. Spain has 26 play has the ability to bring 26 players. And for those of you who are counting at home, there are only 24 players on this list. What? Yep. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And wait, three of those key players are keepers. Yep. So I mean, to, be, to be fair, to be fair, Luis Enrique went in the press conference and said his reason for bringing 24 players and not 26 is that he, d- he didn't want to upset the apple he didn't want to tip the apple cart so to speak with the team by saying that three of these players cannot be in the in the team at all cannot be on the players. team or yeah two cannot be on the team sheet at all are not available in the slightest and no, but it's, that I'm is sorry, a very difficult conversation of, to have, to be fair, but... For sure, but like that's kind of ridiculous I, still. You need I to question not using those two spots as sort of experiments. Like, yeah, maybe Sergio Ramos gets fit. Maybe use a spot there for him. Maybe he just brings a good leadership quality into the team. Um, maybe bringing someone like Nacho Fernandez, for example. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Everyone ta- everyone's talked about how you know Sergio Ramos isn't in the Euros team. When people talk about how there's no Real Madrid players here, they talk about Sergio Ramos being left out. Not sure Fernandez is one of the best Spanish center backs. Yeah, of last season, and they brought Diego Llorente instead of him, who maybe played a bit for Leeds. I don't really distinctly remember him playing all that well for Leeds. And they brought Eric Garcia, who's hardly played for Manchester City. Right. Um, they brought Imrek Laporte, who, to be fair, they should have brought, but is a player who's hardly played for Manchester City and has not played a single game for Spain. And you're just going to throw him into a major tournament. Uh, they finally brought Cesar Espoquita, but he is their only actual right back because Marcus Llorente is not a right back. Yep. yep. And they left um, Jesus Navas at home, despite him being they... maybe the best right back in La Liga last season. Yo, they, they could have brought Jesus Navas and Sergio Ramos on board. And even if both of them didn't play, they could always play the age card and say, you know, you guys are old. But the fact is you had options on the bench and it's about giving yourself options. I mean, granted, you don't want people to feel like you're crap because, you know, you're not on the bench or whatever. But end of the day, you're talking about the Euros here. You're not talking about an international <laughs> exhibition match. Yeah, you're talking about a tournament where you can rotate a squad. You're supposed to rotate a squad during the group stage matches. You know, keep them fresh a bit. I, I even, that, even then, it's still so baffling because Nacho Fernandez and, and Mario Mosa were the two best better center backs available Both over the last year. Up. Both of them were not called up. I just don't understand why. If Spain crash out of the group stages, you know what? All right, clearly... And even then, that's not the only issues with this team. And this is what makes it so baffling to me. 
I mean, in midfield, yeah, Sergio Busquets is very much a one-in-a-kind Spanish player. Yeah. I probably would have brought him anyway. Tiago? I'm not so sure. Especially when a player like um, Mikel Marino, who was phenomenal mm. for Real Sociedad this season, was left at home. And I think who plays in a midfield role that Tiago could fill better than Tiago would fill. Maybe okay. this isn't the right time for Pedri to be here. Maybe Mikel Marino or someone like that would have been a much better substitute for him. Fabian Ruiz, maybe this isn't the right tournament for him. He hasn't played consistently fairly well for Napoli over the last Napoli, few seasons. Napoli, right? Yeah. Maybe someone else could have filled his role. The forwards. Why is Pablo Sarabia here? Why is Adama Traore Why here? is Pablo Sarabia here? I don't know. Why is... The thing that people in Spain have been calling for for ages is Iago Aspas being on the national team. Because Iago Aspas he, is one of the best forwards in La Liga. He is. He, he really is. Even though he's been playing for Celta Vigo, he's consistently carried Celta Vigo for several years. Right? And I don't understand what, what more he has to do to be on the national team. Maybe they think that he's a player that you know the team has to be built around. He sort of plays like the... the I hesitate to call it this because of the comparison being wild, but he plays sort of the messy role for Celta Vigo where he just goes and the team sort of just folds in around him. Mm. And he's not going to be able to play that role for Spain by the end of the day. He's a player who can play basically across the front three. He's, yeah, I was going to say, he I can believe play on the wings, he's right? finished as La Liga's top assister this season, which is something that he hasn't done in previous years. So it shows that there are other assets to his game that would help out in a national team role. Even for if sure. it is just as a super sub coming on to change a game where he's going to be sort of just an engine guy not really playing a specific position. Because yeah. I can understand Spain wanting to start a front three of Ayarzabal, Morata, and Jared Moreno, or Ayarzabal, Jared Moreno, and Dani Olmo, or something like that. That mm. would be logical. But bringing someone like Iago Aspas, who's going to make a bigger difference for you than Pablo Sarabia is going to on the bench, just makes a lot more sense to me than some of the... the bringing Pablo Sarabia and I think Adama Traore gets hated on a lot more than he deserves because I think he's done some positives that haven't really shown for how negative the season was for Wolves but I don't think he deserves to be here either interesting okay wow it's, very interesting especially when your comparison point is Iago Aspas who is maybe the best Spanish forward in La Liga this season outside of Jared Moreno I'm going to look up on so FIFA Spanish players because I feel like I'm missing a big exclusion here. Mm. What are you missing? We are about to find, find. out. Did you miss anyone? Luis, Luis Alberto could have done a job. Danny Parejo could have done a job. Um, any actual right back could have done a job. True, 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 true. I guess Saul didn't necessarily warrant a spot, but I think he's an exclusion, um, a notable exclusion, I mean. Um, it's it's baffling, really. I don't get it, but, you know. I mean, Luis Enrique is sort of a out-of-right-field sort of person. Maybe yeah. this works in his favor. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he comes crashing down. Like, he probably will. It could, it could very well come crashing down. Spain, and, Spain are one of those teams where right. I think they it have is. the potential to really do something at the Euros, but this team selection just doesn't make sense to me. 
they could still be sort of dangerous. Yo, I mean, they sort of. Well, no, I think I think they're back. I think they're back. I was gonna say like when they won the twenty ten World Cup, they didn't really have. Uh, they had a fair. I, what what are what are you saying? Were you saying the say 2010 like, Spain team, a historically good team, was not? They didn't have a striker. No, they didn't have a striker. Fernando Torres. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, not yet. Torres. Wasn't David Villa on that team too? Yeah, David Villa was on the team too. And I was like, no, I'm clearly mixing this Spanish team up with some other rendition of the Spanish team. They didn't have a striker. They went into the tournament without a striker. But I mean. They, 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 have, they have a few options right now. They, they do, they do. They could end up okay. being decent. They could, they could. Speaking of a team without... I mean, speaking of a uh, national team without uh, many options up front, you know, one team, one, one nation comes to mind, and that's Germany, man. They don't really have a striker besides Werner, right? That could seal the deal. Even then, Werner isn't... You're gonna have to repeat that because my internet died out for a second. This is this is the episode of technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I was saying how uh, essentially, essentially, all right. Germany doesn't really have many op- options up front besides Timo Werner. You would be correct in saying that. Yes. Did they bring Thomas Muller back? I hope so. I mean, he he offers a lot to the team. I'm also going to Google that. Because I besides, do not know who they brought to the I, Euros. I mean, besides Timo Werner, who else do you have? Kevin Volland? But he doesn't really play for Germany anymore, does he? Does he no, he does not. I don't believe Volland was in, even though, frankly, he kind of deserves it. He does, right? He played very, he's very well for Monaco this for season. For Monaco, yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep filling time while I pull up the Germany team. Kai Havertz uh, could... Kai Havertz could pull plays. it off. Yeah, yeah he could pull it off. I don't think it's necessarily natural. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, and that's really been the issue because Werner never plays as a striker for Germany. He always plays as a winger, and that's sort of his failing because he's not necessarily a striker. Okay, no, Kevin Volland was called up. Oh, that's good. That's good. So he have options. Germany team: Bern Leno, Manuel Neuer, Kevin Trapp, uh, Matthias Ginter, Robin Gosens, Christian Günther, Marcel Hausenberg, Mats Hummels, Lukas Klosterman, Robin Cook, Antonio Rudiger, Nico Suda. Emery Chan, Leon Gretzka, Elkaiko Nuan, Kai Havertz, Jonas Hoffman, Joshua uh, Kimmich, Tony Kroos, Florian Neuhaus, Serge Gnabry, Thomas Muller, Jamal Muziala, uh, Timo Werner, Leo Sané, Kevin Volland. Yeah. I mean, the midfield is very good. Midfield You're is potentially good. going to have a midfield of some combination of Leon Gretzka, Elkaiko Nuan, Joshua Kimmich, and Tony Kroos. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I greatly question the rest of that team. Really? I mean, the forwards that could probably get away with. Like, Moore and Gnabry, even though Gnabry's had an iffy season this year, this year I think Moore and Gnabry's a good combination. I think Timo Werner works hard. Lira Sané is obviously talented. Kevin Volland can do a job. Jamal Muziala is a bit of a wild card, but I don't think he's going to be thrown into a starting role immediately. That defense is an absolute tire fire, though. I, Germany can score some goals, but Germany is also going to concede some goals. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the thing that worries me about them. I think the Germans are known for their defense, though. Historically speaking. 
traditionally historically yes they're known for being a very solid team but this is also the same team that lost 6-0 to Spain recently I mean their main center back is going to be Mats Hummels and if your main center back in 2021 is Mats Hummels I question how solid you are defensively what about uh, Nicolas Lula the same thing with Zula. He hasn't been consistently good for Bayern Munich recently. He's yeah. very big and very immobile, which doesn't necessarily work well in this Rudiger? modern in this modern time. Antonio Rudiger will probably have to play a key role. He's been decent for Chelsea. He I has right question. Here. I again question if he's your best center back. I question how good your defense is. So it's so so strange though. Like you would think, you know, Germany would uh, produce uh, defensive-minded players a bit more. Or is there an issue with the German um, development system? Are they not producing as many quality players I don't think, as they want I don't think there's an issue with the development system. I just think that you're sort of between generations at this point. Like, this is definitely the tail end of the 2014 team that mm. won the World Cup, where Jerome right. Boateng was very good, where Matt Hummels was very good. Where Philip Lahm played as a defensive midfielder. I mean, right. they started Neuer four was... center backs in the World Cup final. Manuel Neuer, Westbrook, Wall. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of the tail end of that generation, and you're sort of welcoming in a generation that could potentially take their place, but could not potentially take their place. And it's sort of too early to tell. Now, moving forward, when they have Hansi Flick as manager, you're gonna feel a lot better about Germany. But, but right at now, present moment, you're not necessarily sure. This is. Is this Joachim Lowe's uh, last hurrah uh, with the German team? Very or last tournament. Be... Very last tournament. Wow. Hansi Flick will take the job after the Euros and will lead Germany into the World Cup in Qatar. Very interesting. Assuming Germany where... qualify, but let's be honest, Germany are going to qualify. And then I guess the question then becomes where would Joachim Lowe go? I don't really know. Maybe he just takes another technical job but with the DFB. He hasn't really been that good of a manager outside of the Germany job so I don't know how high of a candidate he would be considered I don't Probably really know maybe, hmm. he just re- maybe he just retires onto a beach like Jürgen Klinsmann did even though Jürgen Klinsmann did take oh. the USA job I was going to say or maybe some uh, wise guy in the American Football Association says hey let's get you to know pr- not a prayer that happens <laughs> It at least helped. It at least helped for Klinsman that Klinsman lived in California at the time. Okay, Klinsman had had lived in America for ages, and so him right. being the USA manager was sort of an easy transition. But for someone I don't like really you know to... what's going to happen with Yogi Love. I he... don't. Th- I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to take a top job. So, if there's a mid-tier club that needs a manager, Yogi Love could potentially be in that conversation. Maybe Everton if Carlo goes to uh, Yeah, maybe. That does not inspire me with confidence, but <laughs> maybe. It's a, shout. it's a shout. It's a shout. Well, I think I think Germany's U21 played a very good game with Portugal today. Let me actually Google that. No, they played Denmark. Never mind. They beat Denmark in penalties. Hmm. They will be playing the Netherlands in the semifinals. Is there a center back in this team, Germany? Is there? To be fair, Amos Pieper, I think, is a very solid player. But 
it's not necessarily a defense that inspires me with confidence. Going forward, it inspires me with a lot more confidence. <laughs> Given, you know, Florian Viertz is in this team, Ridley Baku is in this team. Lucas Mecha is in this team, and I think he's a very solid player. In defense, a little bit less so. Well, if, if it's any uh, consolation, right? At least, at the very least, they have Joshua Kimmich to, you know, ensure that, that no one passes the midfield. And even if they do, he'll be hot on their tails. Or they'll be scoring, if it's anything like oh, the Spain yeah. game. Oh, God. <laughs> Six more, man. That's no joke. That really isn't any joke. All right. It really is not. It's not. And on that note, all right, is there any other European team you'd like to talk about? Not particularly. I uh, think we're going to get more into it as the Euros start, but given that no one's really playing games at this point, aside from the U21 Euros, there's not really much to discuss with the European teams. That's true, that's true. And I guess when that starts, we, we definitely have to, to, to dissect more stuff, because uh, a lot will happen. A lot is going to happen, especially with World Cup qualifiers coming up in the coming days. More things to talk about next week, for sure. Um, before we end the session, any last words, my friend? None that I can think of. Shout out to the USMNT for making me hate watch a 2-1 loss to switch on. Woo! Let's go, USA! There's potential there. Maybe they do something in the CONCACAF Nations League. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do something in the Gold Cup. Maybe they don't. Fingers crossed. Either way, alright? Hey, USA has a bright future ahead of it with its Lord and Savior, Christian Pulisic, leading the lines. Champions League winner Christian Pulisic the first or maybe second American to have won the Champions League I think there may have been one playing for Borussia Dortmund but Mm. a notable American nonetheless even if he only played 20 minutes fair fair very fair very fair very fair and you know future seems bright for him speaking of uh, bright futures I hope sincerely hope that um, the French national team do well because they yeah, insane, man. And I would like to see the team dominate. I would love to Continue see Karim Benzema as a European champion. That would make that would make me feel whole. And it, it, would, bring, true. it would bring joy to my life. Yeah, it's true. And I guess on that happy note, all right. This has been Vikram. This has been Jack. That's right. We are Soccer Khakis. It's another wonderful session. Um, and we will have much more to talk about next week for sure with the uh, World Cup qualifiers with maybe interesting transfers new managers <laughs> new managers maybe managers right. anywhere if you anyone know. wants to manage anywhere <laughs> hey who knows alright anything can happen this is football after all the beautiful game alright guys we will see you next week cheers bye y'all <laughs>